through the weekly warm-up. So good. Good evening, everybody. It is uh, Teach Better Sunday weekly warm-up time. My name is Brad Hughes here from the Teach Better team. And tonight we are getting ready for the week ahead in education, whatever your important role might be. And I've got a couple of people who are pretty important to me and to our Teach Better family. Uh, Carly Spina and Lindsay Titus are joining me tonight for a discussion on serving our community. So we're looking forward to serving up a great evening of discussion and a great evening of inspiration and reassurance for your week ahead. We'll be right back. Hey, Teach Better family, welcome back. You are with the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up, Teach Better Team's weekly show to get you ready for the week ahead in education. It's streaming exclusively in our Facebook private group, and we're going to be making sure that our incredible, incredible discussion tonight with Carly Spina and Lindsay Titus is available to others. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be making sure that all of this information, all of our soundtrack and our amazing discussion is available on all the socials as well as we're going to sprinkle it with some special sauce and it's going to magically turn into an episode of the Teach Better Talk podcast. Ray Heward is with us in the comments. Ray thinks that we are just fire and we love being on screen together. Welcome in Carly and welcome in Lindsay. Want, want to ask Lindsay to get us started. Where are you joining us from and, and tell us a little bit about you and for those who haven't had a chance to get to know you, Lindsay, what do you do? Where do you do it? And uh, what's important to you in, uh, in education? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. Um, as Brad said, I'm Lindsay Titus. I am in Rochester, New York, uh, currently an assistant principal of a seventh through ninth grade junior high school. Um, and so that keeps me pretty busy uh, during the daytimes. Um, I also am, though, a coach and speaker with Define University, uh, do all the things at Teach Better, <laughs> um, and um, mom of two beautiful daughters, um, wife, family, girl, you know, you name it, I'm there. Um, but I'm super excited to be here tonight with, with all of you. Carly, welcome in, and it's uh, great to see you. Where are you joining us from? And tell us a little bit about you for those who haven't gotten to know you yet. Yes, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Carly Spina. Um, I am currently a multilingual education specialist at a nonprofit in Illinois. Um, and our whole jam, my whole jam, my passion is serving our um, multilingual students. So kids who are identified as um, in an EL or a bilingual or dual language program. Um, so that is my kind of heart and passion in education. Um, but I also love puppies and I'm a mama. <laughs> so I love all those things too. <laughs> it sounds like Lindsay and Carly, you both have some pretty specific and some pretty tried and true strategies to get yourselves and your families ready for the week ahead as educators. Carly, what comes to mind in terms of maybe just this weekend? How did you find time to rest, recharge and, and pour back into yourself so that you can contribute back to your community in the week ahead? You know, it was so nice to have kind of this extended, you know, few days to be with family and kind of disconnect from all things work related. Um, so I was really intentional about like not checking my email, uh, making sure that my phone was just for, you know, capturing memories or connecting with people. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like 
tuning certain things out and tuning into other things. So it's a lot of intentionality, but a lot of it was honestly strategies that I've learned from Lindsay. <laughs> hey, Carly and Lindsay, I'm joining you from Ontario, Canada, and I am remiss in not wishing both of you a very happy Thanksgiving this weekend. And Ray's reminding us that it was a very happy holiday for many. And Lindsay, I wonder what uh, you tuned into and what, what you tuned out of uh, to get yourself ready for uh, the week ahead and to really engage with family this Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I have been finding lately, it is all about like practicing what I preach. So, you know, as, as Carly mentioned, like I love sharing strategies on just that topic, right? How do you tune into yourself? How do you serve yourself? And so you can serve others. And I think just with the shift of having a now five month old, right? Each month, it's like learning a new thing, right? She's doing more. And so it's like, okay, now we're shifting this way. Now we're shifting that way. And every month I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so this weekend, um, I love what Carly said with intentionality. It was, it was just that, like I kind of did, I did a brain dump. So I took Wednesday off. Um, and I just, I did a brain dump Wednesday and I just got everything on paper that was just in my head because I knew if it stayed in my head, that's it, that was going to, that was what was going to lead the weekend, right? That was what was going to lead my actions. And so I got it all out on paper. I made a plan, just a really quick, like 10 minute. Okay. I can take care of that on this day. That doesn't need to be taken care of. I just kind of did my, my moment. Right. And then I set the intention of, I'm going to be as present as possible with my family, with myself, with whatever it is. And each day, I just did that. I poured back into, okay, what's my intentionality to today for today? What's my goal by the end of the day? How will I define success today? Um, and each day looked a little different over the five days that I had, you know, away from work and really focused on family and myself. Um, and so I think it was just really that just, just staying present with all of that is, is so simple yet can be really hard to do. Really hard to do. Cause let's face it. There are all kinds of distractions from, you know, uh, what really drives us, what really lifts us up. But, you know, when we, when we talk about sort of living our values, and I know that, that all of us on screen and all of us joining us for our broadcast tonight are, are absolutely devoted to not only their educational communities, but to their families, their, their local communities as well. And there's no shortage of distractions. And Carly, I'm wondering if your focus on uh, multilingual learners helps you to sort of carve that niche for yourself and really help you keep grounded with what really makes you come alive as an educator. Yes, you know, I think the the piece of, of serving a group of students who um, have really been um, marginalized, uh, you know, over over decades in, in our schools, um, I think that really uh, keeps me going um, and connecting with the families and um, partnering with them and also kind of being connected to community agencies. Um, I think that really helps me kind of remember my why and uh, it keeps me pushing forward because, you know, we can celebrate different milestones and successes along the way and every small win is a win and every step forward is a step forward, but there is always going to be more <laughs> uh, that we can kind of do to uh, continue serving and continue bettering ourselves so that we can better serve. Um, but I think, yeah, that has definitely been, um, you know, my, what has kept me going in, in this field for sure is, is serving our students. Carly and Lindsay, as we turn the page on a holiday weekend, as we look ahead to 
our Monday in the coming week. A lot of viewers and listeners are, are really reckoning with those Sunday scaries. And that's part of the reason that we have the Sunday weekly warm up is to, is to check in with each other and remind each other that, hey, regardless of our important role, we've got this, you've got this, and we've got this together. It, do you experience the Sunday scaries, Lindsay, in your role? And I'm curious about what comes up for you. If there's something that that's recurring in terms of your complex and changing role as a school admin and, and, and how do you soothe those scaries for yourself? Yeah, I think um, definitely in the past, yes. So prior to doing all the, the inner work that I've done, absolutely. It was like a guaranteed that Sunday equaled Sunday scaries. Like there was mm -hmm. no, it was non-negotiable. Um, but then as I learned all that I know about law of attraction and mindset and, you know, kind of just embracing what is truly like present in that day, I realized that wasn't serving me because I was losing a whole day. I was losing every Sunday to this fear of what's going to possibly happen, even though mm. I have no idea what's actually going to happen. Um, can I guess? Sure. I can make some good, you know, predictions, especially at like the junior high level. I can kind of guarantee some of the things that are going to happen this week. I bet. No, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> some are going to make me laugh. Some are going to make me cry. That's just what's going to happen. But instead, what I now look at is Sunday is a day. It's a Sunday. Uh, it's a day to be present. It's a day to pour into myself so I can pour into others. What I do, though, is I, cause I absolutely get a little anxious about tomorrow, right? What is tomorrow going to bring? Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? But I sit with it, right? As soon as that, like, what it, what if kind of comes up, I sit with it. Because the thing I've learned is the quicker we try and run or smush or push away those emotions, they're only going to grow bigger. And then you feel in your body, then you feel exhausted, and then you don't want to do anything. So for me, I sit with it. I said, whoa, I'm really experiencing feeling anxious right now about tomorrow. Where is that coming from? Right. And I just set myself up that it's okay that I'm feeling anxious. I'm not anxious. I'm feeling it. Right. It's an experience. Mm -hmm. um, and simply by being present with it for 30, 60, 90 seconds, a lot of times I can just release it then and then continue on with my day. Lindsay, that reminds me of an adage that uh, what we resist persists. And, and Carly, I'm wondering if if there are things that come up for you as you look ahead to your week in education that are persistent, the kind of sticky thoughts that want to grab you and kind of shake you around and, and, and take you off track. And, and how do you counter those scaries if they come up for you, Carly? Um, so again, I've kind of leaned on Lindsay a whole lot and I've listened to a lot of her uh, work and like I read what she posts and things, but um, I try to set myself up for success, even just like with organization. So like I'll pack my kids lunches the night before I'll lay out an outfit that makes me feel excited to put oh. on. Um, I'll even like make sure that I plan like, okay, I'm going to start my morning with a good podcast or an energizing song or something that's really going to like hype me up. Um, maybe I'll put on like a favorite like beauty product or something, something that just makes me smile and gets me like excited. Like, oh no, I get to have <laughs> a great day. Like I, I'm all, I'm already going to uh, have that mindset. Like I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, put all these things in place so that I am ready and I am feeling happy, uh, feeling confident um, so that I can kind of tackle whatever comes up. <laughs> well, among other things, we really hope that the Sunday weekly warm up, like those special outfits or the special treats or special podcasts is something that our audience looks forward to. And let's face it, we all need things to look forward to in our busy lives. And I'm looking forward to diving into discussion with you, Carly and Lindsay, Right after the break, we're going to be diving into discussion on serving our community. We'll be right back.
we are diving into discussion with the incredible Carly Spina and the fantabulous Lindsay Titus together on the Sunday weekly warm-up exclusively in the teachbettergroup.com on Facebook. My name is Brad Hughes from the Teach Better team, and we are diving into discussion with a couple of fantastic educators, authors, parents, community members, and incredible educators. Lindsay and Carly, when we think about serving our community, I'm wondering if if you can begin to describe the many facets of the community that you serve. It could begin with yourself and working outwards to your family and, and maybe to your educational community. Lindsay, when, when you think community, what, what are some of the facets that come to mind for you? Yeah, well, and I love how you threw in there, you know, yourself, because I think so many of us would skip over that, myself included, again, years ago. Um, and I still have to remind myself that I get to be that center, right? And so I think first and foremost, um, we all have to give ourselves permission that we are part of our community, that we are the core to our community in any community that you're talking about. Because if you're talking about community, you have to be a part of it or you get to be a part of it, right? So um, I think for me, yeah, it's it's fully, you know, I always think of like concentric circles when I think of communities mm. that I serve. Um, and it's more about prioritizing my energy and knowing that that energy is going to then help impact and influence and inspire those that are closest to me. Um, so certainly my, you know, myself and my, my inner family, my family here at home, um, my virtual family, right? So many of you on right now um, listening, you know, Teach Better family. Um, but also, you know, when we talk about my role as an assistant principal, there's, I'm truly blessed. I feel that there's so many different components and people that I get to interact with on a daily basis. I get to have parent phone calls. I get to talk with many students, staff, my admin team. Um, you know, people at the district level. And so it's just really, I'm, I'm learning each and every day um, about, you know, just growth and expansion for myself. So, but I do think it's important when we're talking about serving our community, we kind of have done either that activity or you kind of know, because like I said, you get to prioritize your energy because you, you just can't give it all to everybody at the same level, mm. nor does everybody need your same level. So it's kind of knowing at what point, you know, but you get to stay you at your core, which is the most important part. Carly, who and what do you consider the fastest of the communities that you interact with and serve? And, and how do you make sure that your energy is sustained and distributed among all those people that really rely on you? So when I think about serving the community, I, I always go right to um, different uh, agencies and nonprofits uh, that are around um, either the school or district that we work in or the community that we live in, if those are two different uh, communities. Um, and I, my brain always goes right to that because when we talk about serving students, we know that our students are members of the greater community and many of our students have a whole lot of different needs. Um, but uh, <laughs> sometimes when I get kind of going and down that route, sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed because some, again, depending on um, the community we serve in, uh, sometimes the needs are really great and it does feel very overwhelming and it can kind of lead to um, some feelings of burnout really quickly. And so what I have tended to do over the past few years is to be a little bit more mindful of um, kind of what agencies that I am willing to uh, provide more energy towards. So food insecurity is something that is um, really important to me. Um, and so I have 
kind of prioritized a lot of uh, my work and my partnerships with uh, neighboring food banks uh, and, and groups like that, that kind of support uh, those efforts. But then also um, kind of serving my own heart a little bit. Like I love puppies, I love dogs, I love animals. Uh, and so me and my family, we've kind of tapped into um, serving as, you know, as foster uh, families for uh, for different puppies over the years. So um, it's a little bit like it serves me too. It kind of gives me that little, you know, that snuggle time and that, <laughs> that feeling of having, you know, a, a comfort. <laughs> um, but I also know that like my kids are seeing it and it helps all of us to make a difference. Even again, if we're, we're not adopting that dog or not keeping that dog forever, we're helping kind of be a safe space until they find their their forever home. So I think it's, again, like a little balance of finding out what speaks to you um, and what's important to you and then kind of saying, okay, this is, you know, I can recognize that the needs are really great, uh, but here is where I'm going to kind of um, lean in a little bit more. Reminds me, Carly, of that saying that no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. And, and when we find ways that we can fill our own buckets and, and light ourselves up with passion projects or special priorities at the same time as making life easier, lighter, brighter, better for others, maybe that's an antidote service could be an antidote to the kind of overwhelm and the kind of discouragement or intrusive thoughts that 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 really can come up for us as educators and as human beings at any time lindsay what do you think about that yeah i think it's you know i think when we think overwhelm right it's a it's a combination of emotions right it's usually a little bit of fear some sadness some anger right it's like a little bit of kind of all of that and so i think it's I think it's so just so important to to remember to pause, right? And just realize that your pause can be 30 seconds, right? So so if anyone has heard me talk, I am all about doing things small and simple yet strategic for you. So none of these things should be taking you all day or all weekend or all week. Like this should take like 30 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can do 30 seconds. You feel that success immediately. And if we want to feel confident, right? Have that authentic confidence in who we are, it has, we have to see a degree of success, right? If everything we're trying isn't working out, we're not going to feel successful. We're not going to have confidence. But if I can say, I did this for 30 seconds, look at me and we celebrate that and we have that celebration energy, then you're not in competition and you're truly living compassionately both for yourself and then you can give it to others, um, which I think is really helps you in that service mindset of serving others without getting overwhelmed, without leading to burnout because you've included yourself along the way, which I just think is so is so key if you wanna keep that long-term consistent gains um, moving you forward. So, so good. And I I, I can think of countless times uh, in my educational career and in my, I guess my personal life too, Lindsay and Carly, where looking outwards for opportunities to serve actually serves me really well, you know, maybe interrupting sort of intrusive thoughts or discouragement, but also, giving me opportunities to learn and to grow and say, wow, I, it's incredible how much we can accomplish together. And Carly, I'm, I'm wondering what, what you continue to learn about yourself through service, uh, whether it's with agencies or with families or multilingual learners or, or anyone in your sphere. So I'm so glad that you said that. I think sometimes I, I over the years, I went right to, you know, the need is so great and I have to be everywhere at once. Uh, and again, like that's a really, it's a really slippery slope and it, it is pretty like a dangerous line to walk. 
um, because when you're out of the house <laughs> more than you are at home with your own kids, you know, that that's problematic. Um, so I think one piece of um, kind of saying like, okay, this is what, you know, the piece that I'm going to focus on the most. Um, I think what that did for me was it helped me realize that I don't have to do everything because <laughs> there are all these groups of folks who are willing, you know, who are doing the work every single day. And I can just be a connector many times. And mm. I can just say like, if I'm aware of the work and the group and the agency that's there, I can just serve as the connector and then I can pass that off. Um, and then the other piece too, is that it taught me like, when I'm in a situation, like if I'm at a uh, food pantry, I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these interactions that are so positive. Um, and like that, that is such a gift for me to see. Um, and it restores my faith, I think, a lot of times. You know, you always just hear so many, um, you know, news stories and things like that. And you see like, you know, sad things that happen on the news and that things that kind of rock different families. Um, but when you see great things happening in, like in your own backyard uh, and it's serving the folks who need it, I think there's just no greater thing to, to witness and, and to be a part of and just kind of say like, all right, like, you know, things are good things are happening. There are good people in the world. There are more good <laughs> situations uh, that we just don't, you know, we don't always see. So it's nice to be able to see it and highlight it. You know, I, I could not agree more at, at our school. We're, uh, we're doing some work around kindness, really making kindness and service the foundation. Uh, it's re-energizing our school community around this concept of kindness. And I think that's highly aligned with service, just as you said, Carly. I mean, service, it, it, it serves uh, the person who is benefiting from the kindness or the service. It serves you as the servant but it also impacts positively anybody who might be around to see or witness an act of service or kindness and you know it, it reminds me of the story like if i buy lindsay coffee behind me in line uh lindsay gets a coffee i feel great and anyone that sees that happen in the coffee shop is you know as you said carly maybe just has their faith and humanity restored for a second or or you just never know where those ripples of kindness those ripples of service might might ripple out to and and I want to I want to flip things back to you, Carly, if I could too, because in addition to the family community and the educational community you serve, both you and Lindsay have communities of readers and consumers of uh, the wonderful uh, media and content that you produce. And so, Carly, I'd, I'd like you to reflect on the community of of your readers. You're a recently published author, and 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 talk with me about how that community, that readership community, has really. Uh, helped you to continue to grow and, and really light you up? You know, it's it's been so interesting to like be, you know, have a book out. Um, I have blogged for a while, um, but it was really scary putting that out, um, <laughs> to be completely honest. Right. Um, but it was really, uh, it was a good, uh, such a positive experience. And I feel like a lot of people kind of continue to push me and say like, you know, you can keep going, you can keep doing this. Um, but there was one chapter that I was really, really afraid of writing and kind of mm -hmm. sharing with the world. Um, and a lot of it actually has to do with uh, serving and kind of um, uh, kind of crossing some boundaries, some personal boundaries, mm -hmm. some financial boundaries, all of those things. And so I was really hesitant to put that out there. Um, but then after the book was out, uh, I was able to, you know, talk to folks who, who read it and who also shared very similar experiences of, you know, 
when when we use the word advocate and you know many of us will say that we advocate for the kids and families that we serve yeah. um but again if we don't uh have any type of boundary or limit um we can just we can just crash really really easily so it was um it's been really wonderful to talk with educators about you know being able to say no and saying like i know i can still serve <laughs> like i can still be a really you know a, i can still make a positive difference in the world and say no a lot <laughs> um so i think that's been really awesome but again like i i love being able to learn and, and talk with folks about you know ways to push myself and and move beyond uh for uh students and families that i serve and yeah it's been wonderful to it's been a wonderful reflective uh experience for sure and lindsay yourself uh, a author a podcaster and uh, and creator of you of, of of uh, Define University. And, and I'd like to talk with you a little bit about how that community lifts you up and maybe how it has helped you to grow. And you know, Carla was talking about, you know, growing through recognizing that setting personal and professional boundaries is essential. What are you learning as a, as a content provider through Define You? Yeah, absolutely. I think too, something that, that Carly just mentioned that has been just something I've been seeing a lot of lately is that you know, serving, serving others, we know starts with ourselves. Right. And mm. I think it's so important too, that when you're setting, whether it's like standards or boundaries or, or whatever you call them, they're going to start with I too. Right. And so often we want to start with you, right. We want to put the like boundary on somebody outside of ourselves, but I just think it's so, and it was like one of those mind blowing, like aha moments for me. And I was like, Oh, right. Like service still has to start with I, right. Even though, it's all about the people around us. And so for me, when I loop back to define you, you know, as a, especially as a coach, it, it pushes me to continue to grow and expand. You know, I have my own standard that I'm never done learning. I'm never done expanding. I live abundantly, but sometimes I need, again, that extra push. I kind of rest in my comfort zone. And then I look to the community I'm serving. I'm like, huh, it's kind of, it feels a little like, I don't know, stale is not the right word, but it feels a little flat, right? It feels a little like stagnant. Maybe that's a better word. And I'm like, right, because I'm, I'm, because that's how I'm feeling, right? I'm feeling kind of stuck right now. And so it push, it pushes me. They continue to push me to grow and expand so I can share those experiences. I can, you know, hopefully connect at that level to say, here's where I was, here's what I did, and now here's where I am, and here's where I'm going. Um, and I have no problem sharing all that because I know as Carly mentioned, like people reach out and tell me like, it's helpful. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, but ultimately serving others, that's, that's how it does is I'm able to then grow. And once I grow and I understand it, I can then teach it or share it um, to other people. And my hope is it's just this continual, you know, building momentum of, you know, recognizing the true um, power that's in your own authenticity and then sharing it out with others. It's one of the most fascinating things I think about life uh, as educators or as community members or as servant leaders is as much as we uh, may impact those in our care, in our sphere, we are also forever changed by their impact on us. I think of our countless interactions with colleagues or with students or with families or community members and, and each interaction means that we have an opportunity to reflect on what's really important to us and more importantly what is really important to the people that we serve and so it's not about necessarily what i can bring 
to the table, but what is the need and, and how can I help? And, and these these cycles of constant service and reflection and growth, Carly and Lindsay, you guys are incredibly, incredibly talented at this cycle. And I'm wondering, uh, Carly and Lindsay, as we as we want to celebrate, you know, the, the role of service and the role of uh, of community, how I'm wondering how we might grow service within our communities. And so it, it's one thing to say, okay, let's lead by example and hope others follow. You know, Carly or Lindsay, either one of you can jump in here. I'm just wondering, how can we peel back the layers to make that, you know, those desired behaviors uh, come out in others and really grow service through the communities that we serve? I think um, I'll jump in. Um, so I think one, you know, I immediately kind of went to my um, assistant principal position. So thinking mm -hmm. of like within the schools, um, again, junior high school, you know, one of my goals I have, I, or one of my, I have a very unique caseload this year with my, with my students. Um, I have students um, that um, I'm able to really connect with at a deeper level. Um, and it's been amazing because of that. And I think one of the things that um, my goal that I have for, for them ultimately is for them to see what I see when I look at them, right? To see the potential, to see the possibilities and the opportunities and to see the amazing kid that's it, that sits in front of me um, because they can't see it yet. And they're very honest about mm. that. And we have really in-depth conversations. And so for me, you know, service and that servant leadership concept is about being able to then hold up a mirror so someone else can see it in themselves, right? So what I can see in somebody and what I believe to be true is great, but I also need them to believe it's true, right? And I need to them to live it as their truth. And so we do a lot of work on um, how they feel about situations, how they look at, you know, their perspective, how they can lead a situation instead of following. Um, and, and we do it as small incremental steps. So it doesn't feel overwhelmed and it doesn't feel like they're doing something that's not aligned with them. And mm -hmm. we don't use that necessarily that language, but, um, just to get to a point of, okay, here's where you're at and here's where we're going. How are we going to get there? And we're going to get there together, but I'm slowly going to back off so that you're feeling more confident as we go through. And, you know, we're into you know, we're in almost fourth, the fourth month of school and mm -hmm. looking back now, like we've come so far and I'm so proud of it. And it's just, it's so exciting to see those small changes because when I look back now, it's like, man, that's a massive change. It was a big change um, in having students truly serve, you know, whether it's their group or their class or, or whatever it is. Um, it's just really, it's really cool to be a part of. Mm. That's awesome. I, you know, there was so much going through my head when you said that um, about, you know, connecting with students and kind of getting to know their what they their needs are and what their goals are. Um, it made me think of uh, having conversations with kids about, you know, things that they're passionate about, what problems they see uh, in their community, some, you know, things that they want to fix, things that they want to improve. Mm. Um and we did a lot of like different service learning projects. And I think it was really neat because um, the kids all had really great ideas. And this is a uh, third grade. Uh, so eight and nine year olds have really outstanding ideas of how to make their communities better and safer and <laughs> um, more wonderful for everybody. Um, and it was really cool because they thought of things that never would have crossed my mind. Uh, and so 
Um, if I didn't have like a, you know, group or a resource uh, that came to my mind, we did some research together. So um, we we hosted uh, the third grade team. So we have like, I think, eight or nine different classes. Um, and the kids all came up with different service projects for each month. Um, and it was really, really neat because, again, like this was all kind of designed by the kids. Um, and again, they came up with a lot of really neat ideas that I would have never come up with. Um, and so I was able to kind of spread my wings a little bit because they pushed me to do that. Um, so it was, it was really neat. They did, um, one project where they like used, you know, they collected old t-shirts and they turned them into dog toys for, uh, my rescue group. Uh, and then they also did, um, a whole month where they recorded audiobooks in English and Spanish, uh, for kids who, um, were in our local hospital. So it was really neat to see again, like all these different ideas. Um, so that is a cool thing, you know, having conversations with kids about, you know, how they want to serve and what, you know, what they see as, uh, potential things that they can do as eight and nine year olds. Um, but then even from like the educator lens too, um, it's, it's really neat. Like we always talk about, um, you know, like uh, nurturing our teams um, and volunteering together is really yeah. a cool bonding experience. Um, and it's a really, it's a good way to kind of come together and give back. Um, I know our schools do a whole lot of different events, but even if we went, you know, off campus <laughs> uh, and did something, you know, I, I think that's, that's a cool moment. And then my final thing, <laughs> my final kind of idea on this is, is growing our kind of awareness of what's available in our communities. Um, I am a huge advocate for going on, you know, our social media feeds and like just searching different agencies mm -hmm. uh, and groups and getting into like their DMs and saying like, hi, I'm a teacher at this school. Do you do tours? I'd love to know what y'all do. Do you have a sliding scale for payment for therapies or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that's a great way for us to kind of expand our circles a little bit too. Carly and Lindsay, growing community and growing service within those communities is, is definitely uh, a work in progress. And after the break, I'd like to dig in with you about some practical steps, some practical first steps that folks listening or watching might take to do just that in their community. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. You are with the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up with the Teach Better team. My name is Brad Hughes, and we are with you tonight exclusively in the Teach Better private group on Facebook, soon to be available on all the socials in replay. So welcome if you're tuning in on a replay, or maybe you're tuning in on a rebroadcast of the Teach Better Talk podcast. I'm talking service and community with a couple of incredible educators and friends, Carly Spina and Lindsay Titus. And, and both of you, I know from the inside out, embody that Teach Better mindset, a little bit better today than yesterday, and better tomorrow than today. And, and that is our theme as we wrap up our discussion tonight on the panel, it's progress, not perfection. Because let's face it, all of us have high expectations of ourselves and of our level of service in our important roles in education. But you know, growing community and growing service, it's going to be a work in progress. So I'd like Lindsay and Carly just to reflect on, you know, maybe one, two, or up to three sort of practical strategies 
for yourself as you face this week ahead, or maybe for someone watching and listening that that recognizes that they have a desire to serve or a desire to rally service within the community, how might someone begin to do that? What do you think? That is a loaded question, Brad. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I specialize in those. I, I get to ask those loaded questions. I say, over to you. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, so well, so I, and it's it's not not really a loaded question, but like so many things came to my mind. So I think that's where I was like just sitting for a moment, like okay, yeah. Um, and I honestly think I think for anybody looking to serve, you know, tomorrow this week is one. I think take a take a big deep breath, right? Like I I thought that, and I was like, oh my god, I could do that. Like my 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 mind did like the ping ball ping pong ball effect, right? And so it's take that moment and pause and realize, as we, as we said earlier, I think Carly said it, like, we're not, we're not going to do every single thing and that's okay. Um, and really kind of breathe, center yourself and, you know, pick one thing, you know, start tomorrow. I think so often, you know, for me, I would want to like plan, pick one thing for every day. But then I would get so stuck on like, well, okay, so Thursday I have to do that one thing yeah. or, and I would get so just like, stuck in my own thinking, stuck in my own way, that it's like, don't put, you know, I always call them like arbitrary timelines, like don't put an arbitrary mm -hmm. timeline to service, like let it be authentic, let it be genuine to the moment. So set your standard of, I'm going to show up the best I can, I'm going to serve from my heart every moment I, you know, every chance I get, I'm going to lead with love in all situations, like pick an anchor statement that's going to guide mm -hmm you in many different situations and that way you're not like looking for that one specific time frame but instead you simply get to expand and just show up as your best self in whatever that looks like but I love having anchor statements to bring me back to kind of remind me like what is my focus today where where do I want to what am I looking for right law of attraction what I look for is what I see so if I'm going to lead with love, then I'm going to find, look for opportunities to lead and I'm going to look for opportunities to love other people. That for me, that sounds like a pretty good Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the best Monday. And, and Carly, I know that you're highly aligned to love and to service in your work as well. What, what practical advice, I mean, would you give yourself as you face the week ahead or to anyone watching or listening that wants to grow their capacity for service or the, the service uh, mindset within their community? I would say to make a list of things that really excite you, that um, that light you up, things that you know mean a lot to you, uh, and keep that list. <laughs> uh, and then, like this is gonna sound lame, but Google, <laughs> Google, and like use your feed, your your social media feeds, um, to see what you know resources are out there. You know, a lot of times, like even people when when we talk about animal rescue, like you don't have to be a foster. <laughs> you can literally just like you can like and share posts. That's that's act that's an active advocacy as well. Um, uh, you can do collections and, and things like that. So it doesn't have to be like a one big event. It can just be small little acts that will help to serve that, you know, that group and feed that passion too. Um, and then the other piece is to find a buddy or a group of buddies that can do this with you. I can't mm. tell you how many different, like <laughs> there's been moments where I was like, okay, we're going to go, you know, and, and volunteer at the pantry, at the food pantry together. And then we ended up meeting like 
all these really wonderful people that are now kind of like a part of your network. So um, I think the buddy system is really cool. Um, and then, you know, being open to new friendships and new connections, because when you meet somebody else who has that same passion, like that's really cool. Like think of the, the fires that you can start <laughs> with, uh, you know, with double the passion. <laughs> Carly, you and Lindsay have been total fire tonight. Uh, you have really brought so many mic drop moments and so many memorable moments and lots of encouragement for our Teach Better viewers and listeners. And Carly and Lindsay, talk about buddy system. I mean, you know, all of our viewers and listeners have an opportunity to, to count you as part of their buddy circle. And so, so, Carly, I'm wondering, how can viewers and listeners best keep in touch with you and where can they find your book to find out more about you? Um, so you can find me, I'm most active right now on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Mrs. Spina's class. Um, but I'm also, you know, on Facebook, I, I love being able to, you know, connect with folks uh, through social media. And then my book is Moving Beyond for Multilingual Learners. It's available um, on Barnes and Noble and Amazon and a few different uh, uh, vendors as well. So yeah, thank you. Lindsay, I, I want to make sure that others have you as part of their buddy circle too. Uh, how can they keep in touch with you and find out more about Define University? Yeah, absolutely. And please do. I, I love connecting and, you know, learning from, you know, everybody. <laughs> so definitely reach out. Um, but yeah, the easiest spot to go to is my website, which is www.defineuniversity.com. Um, but also I am on social media um, networks, primarily on Instagram. Um, which is actually Lindsay Titus EDU. This is my uh, Twitter handle here, though. Um, L Titus eight two eight. So, but um, on those on Facebook, so pretty easy to find. Um, so just reach out, um, and I would love to connect. This has been such an awesome chat. I want to wish you both the very best Monday and the very best week ahead uh, in your educational life as well as in your personal community life. There's so much goodness that you brought to our discussion tonight, Lindsay and Carly. I'm fired up for the week ahead, and I know that all of us are really both wired for service, but we also grow through it. So thanks to everyone for joining us tonight. And we look forward to uh, reconnecting with you for our next Sunday weekly warm up. And Carly and Lindsay, thanks so much for coming in tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week ahead, everyone. And please stay in touch. Take care.